Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. <laughs> Welcome to TMZ Sports, where the triumvirate has returned. Mojo Mutati, Lucas Widman, and Edward Lewis back together. Michael Babcock is out this week. Kicking off today's show with a horrifying incident that went down yesterday at USC involving Bronny James. Lucas Whitman, you broke this story. What happened? Well, a 911 call was made around 9.26 a.m. yesterday to the Galen Center on USC's campus. That's where the Trojans basketball team plays. As it turns out, Bronny James collapsed on the court during a basketball workout, and he was unconscious. Now, he was transferred to a nearby hospital. He was rushed. They actually did the lights and sirens. It's called a Code 3, which they use in the most uh, important situations. He was taken into the ICU, but thankfully, things are looking up for Bronny because the family released a statement, and they said, yesterday while practicing, Bronny James suffered a cardiac arrest. Medical staff was able to treat Bronny and take him to the hospital. He is now in stable condition and no longer in ICU. We ask for respect and privacy for the James family, and we will update media when they're is more information. Now, we actually obtained the dispatch audio of, of you know, cops responding to this scene. And as Lucas mentioned, they say he's unconscious. I want you to take a listen to this. You can kind of hear how dire this really is. So, I mean, it's very short and obviously it doesn't give a whole lot of detail, but it does let you know that multiple times they repeated, hey, this guy's unconscious. Let's get to this scene. So very, very, very scary moment for Ronnie James. It's great to hear that, at least according to his family's reps, that he's now out of the ICU and doing okay. My goodness. I mean, that is number one here. The fact that he's out of ICU and doing much better. But as far as horrifying situations go... I mean, this has got to be right up there. I mean, we're talking about a guy who is still essentially a kid who just got to college. I mean, yes, of course, he's LeBron James' son, but my goodness, the stress that this kid has been going through his whole life now, finally getting to college, getting a fresh start, being out on his own, starting to reap the benefits of all this hard work and also scrutiny that he that he's been under his his entire career just being LeBron James' son. My goodness, I can't imagine all of these things going through his head at one time. And again, now coupled with your your first days on a college campus, there's so much going on here. I don't know why this happened. I think that's the question the entire world wants to know is how this happened to such a young kid. You don't expect children to be going into cardiac arrest like this, which just, again, is why the situation is so scary. I mean, have you guys heard of similar situations like this? I know there's been a couple, but man, they're uncommon. It actually just happened at 
at USC, which is maybe the most crazy part about this. Vincent Iwuchiku uh, uh, suffered a very, very similar ordeal last year, and it's actually should be inspiring towards Bronny, depending on what Bronny's actually dealing with. Uh, I don't know if you'll recall, but Vincent went down it during a USC practice. Uh, he had to get the AED hooked up to him. He was able to shock back to life. And while there was a time period where people thought he's never going to play again, he actually returned to USC and is now playing and is supposed to be a big-time contributor on the roster this season. So it's something that Bronny and USC know very well and perhaps maybe even save Bronny's life given what they went through last year with him. But again, we've seen this multiple times now. Sharif O'Neal is very similar. He had a heart issue that could have affected his NBA career or his, his playing career, his college career, and he ended up being able to play again and ended up playing in the G League. Obviously, we just saw with DeMar Hamlin a heart issue. Everything is very different. You know, we, we don't know what each specific medical emergency was, but at the end of the day, they're all very, very similar. And most of the time, we see you guys come back to the floor or come back to the field. Uh, it reminds me of seeing what Bronny is, and we obviously need to make sure he's 100% healthy first and foremost. But it does. It, it, it's inspiring knowing that these people have gone through this before and now are able to come back. All things considered, I think the James family is in good spirits, though, because LeBron actually tweeted last night a, a joke about taking a Saudi Arabian contract like Mbappe had. So uh, I, I think that things are looking up and good for the James family. Uh, moving right along, the last time we actually saw LeBron James was watching Lionel Messi in his huge debut with Inter Miami, where he actually scored the game-winning goal. Now he's house hunting. Edward, what happened? Yeah, it seems like after scoring that game-winning goal, he's trying to get even more comfortable in his new town. Uh, he was spotted house hunting in Fort Lauderdale, which is actually kind of where the stadium is, so it's not... It's a little bit north of Miami, basically. Uh, and anyways, he brought his whole family there. His wife was with him. The kids were with him. And check out this house that they were looking at. I mean, it is massive, massive, massive. We don't know if he put an offer for it or anything like that. We don't know if he actually is super interested in it, but the fact that he was checking it out and the fact that he makes basically $5 million per month with Inner Miami means that, okay, maybe this could be a potential new home for him. And it's, it's encouraging for, I guess, soccer fans as well because, well, I mean, if he buys a house, maybe he stays longer in the MLS. Uh, I don't know, Ed. I was actually kind of disappointed when I saw the pictures of this house because, yes, you talk about him making $5 million a month, and yeah, that's a nice house, that's big and everything, but when you're messy, you know, you are the GOAT, you have to go all out, and like, there's so much hype around him being at Inter-Miami, uh, in the MLS, and making all this happen, and I think this was kind of a letdown, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, I, I don't want to sound like a snob. Of course, that's not the goal right now, but I'm going to agree with my guy Lucas here. I mean, this house, it's a okay. nice house, but it's, it's like an average nice house. This is not what we expect out of Messi. The guy that just won the World Cup, that signed that mega contract and going over those numbers of that contract, it's crazy to think that saying you're making $5 million a month is not the actually most financially impressive stat in that contract. It's almost undercutting it, just like this house. So I was expecting a little bit something more palatial, a lot more land, uh, maybe like eight more floors on top of what we're looking at. Uh, I'm going to go out on here on a limb and just say that he, he's, he's not making an offer here. Tristan Thompson with some news just recently and him not pulling a Draymond Greed 
Ed, you wrote this story. What happened? Yeah, so Saturday night, a day after he watched Lionel Messi do his thing for Inner Miami, uh, Tristan Thompson's at Poppy Steak. It's a very, very popular restaurant in Miami. It's one of the biggest restaurants, one of the best restaurants. And he's outside with a group of people. Uh, you can tell, though, he seems to think that something bad is about to happen because he's like, guys, I'm going to go away in the car. You figure this out. And then a fist fight breaks out. Take a look at this whole wild scene. It's crazy. Tristan, are you and Kim best friends now? Tristan, Tristan, where's Kim tonight? Are you dating Kim? Forget the fight. I was focused more on the beginning of the clip. <laughs> that woman who goes up to Tristan Thompson and tries to pick him up by saying, how tall are you? I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, um, 6'10". Um, I guess that's what you have to go through when you're Tristan and you're out in Miami and hitting it up at the hot spots and everything. You got women coming up to you left and right and good for him. I'm happy that he was able to escape from this fight because that's just something that you don't want. And Tristan somehow always finds himself in drama, whether it's the family stuff, whether it's with Chloe. It's good that he was able to dodge a bullet here. I love that's where your head went right away. I didn't even notice that the chick hitting on him at the start. Good eye, my friend. Good eye. Hey, this, this was a pro move, right? Tristan Thompson getting a sense of the situation and removing himself entirely, putting himself, confining himself in a vehicle uh, with, with tinted windows, mind you, where you couldn't see him whatsoever from the outside. That's just a pro move. A lot of people might want to stick around and watch the fight, uh, try and send us the clip to run it here on our show, put it on their own Facebooks, Instagrams, Twitters, get their likes up, or just watch a good scrap. Obviously, this one didn't last too long. Shout outs to that security guard who looks like he's eight foot three, easily putting these two guys apart. But yeah, again, pro tip by Tristan Thompson. You see the situation, remove yourself from it. Don't be in the backdrop of a photo and just stay out of trouble's way. Good call. Moving right along to UFC 291 this weekend in Salt Lake City with the BMF title on the line. Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, Lucas, you got the details. Let's rock, buddy. I'm so excited. This weekend is finally here. I've been looking forward to this fight. I, I think so many people have. But what's really weird about this matchup is, you know, usually when you have a, a you know big showdown like this, the both sides hate each other, or one guy's really quiet and the other one's going all crazy and with the insults and the jabs and all that. But when it comes to Dustin and Justin, they actually really appreciate each other, and um, it's going to be nothing but love when they go into the octagon this weekend. Cool, because it's a we we have an understanding. We have an unwritten agreement that we know that what we're going to try to do to each other Saturday night. And I think the, the, the hardcore fans, maybe the casual fans understand that too, that we don't have to push each other off the stage and, and curse at each other at a press conference or, or be crazy to try to sell, sell the fight. It's a mutual respect. You know, I, I every time he fights, I'm watching. Um, I, I love watching his style and 
you you earn a different kind of respect for someone after spending 20 minutes bleeding uh, in an octagon with them. You know, even though it was five years ago, I still remember it, and and uh, I'm excited to do it again. But he he's grown. He has for sure. You know, to stay in the top five for as long as we have, you know, since that first fight, you have to evolve and get better. And um, I'm I'm going into this like it's a completely different fight. It is super weird. I got to be honest. It's weird to see two of the baddest men in the planet not want to be tearing each other's heads off and especially not yelling about tearing each other's heads off during the fight or during the pre-fight buildup. But man, I, even I am a casual consumer of UFC and I know these two guys are going to battle their faces off in the octagon this weekend. Uh, so I can't wait to see it. I mean, these are two of the toughest, even though they're not screaming about each other and screaming insults at each other. This is going to be a war and I think we're all going to watch. Oh, absolutely. And that just goes back to Dustin's point that respect is earned not just amongst the fighters with each other preparing for this fight but that respect has been earned with the fans and ex that's exactly why they don't have to talk trash and, and and threaten and put on a big show we respect these fighters because of how they fight every single fight that's why we know that this fight is going to be incredible we don't need any of that other stuff and in case anyone has any doubts we have the bmf title on the line this time around um yeah people want to call the interim titles fake titles a lot of people would agree with that the bmf title not necessarily a real title. We've talked about this before, but it doesn't change the fact that it adds something a little extra, something extra special to this fight. It, it, that title is getting a lot of respect thrown on it just based off of who has competed for it. Could be the next big thing in the UFC. I would love to see it go that way, but either way, Gaethje, Poirier, UFC 291 this weekend in Salt Lake City. It's going to be a good one. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports with the triumvirate Mojo Mutati, Lucas Whitman, Edward Lewis. Fellas, concerning allegations again regarding DJ Hernandez, that's Aaron Hernandez's brother. Ed, you got the scoop on this. You've been working on this one for a long time. What happened? Yeah, obviously we've been following DJ Hernandez's story very closely the last couple months. And now for the fourth time in the last few months, he's been arrested. And these are the most disturbing allegations. So I'll try to break them down concisely here. Uh, back in early July, so a couple weeks ago, a couple people came forward to the Bristol Police Department in Connecticut, uh, very concerned about DJ, saying he had been acting erratically, uh, sending messages that were threatening, uh, uh, this, that, and the other. At one point in the police report that we obtained, though, they said he went to 
Brown University and Yukon, uh, two, two campuses, and according to two people close to Hernandez in the police report, they believed he was making an effort to plan out a school shooting at both these campuses. In fact, during in one of the police reports, uh, they said he was actually going inside of classrooms to kind of survey it and map it all out. Uh, on July 19th, a couple days later, police say uh, he was posting some more concerning messages on his social media page, which led them to just frankly go and try to get him. Uh, they say they went to his home or a home he was in and he couldn't they, they couldn't get him out and when they finally got him out there was a tense police standoff they say he said please shoot me uh, they say they took a taser to take him down they finally got him custody and took him to the hospital but they say more threats then ensued uh, in fact at one point they said he threatened to kill anybody who had profited off his brother Aaron Hernandez and Aaron's story uh, eventually he was released from the hospital though and he was booked on charges of threatening and breach of peace and he's been held on $250,000 bond since uh, what is most uh, disturbing about all of this though is he's obviously behind bars right now but if he's released take a listen to one of these quotes that police wrote in the police report uh, uh, they they are concerned that he is gravely disabled and a danger to society so he has a court hearing next week and, and it should provide a little more uh, uh, clarity on the situation and and what he's going through mentally but at the same time when you see that and you hear allegations of school shootings it's very 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 concerning especially with you know the, the climate of everything right now you know this happens so often and thankfully uh, DJ was not able to execute anything but it's so weird when you tie this in with you know everything that happened with Aaron you know he was convicted of murder for uh, Odin Lloyd and you know you they were obviously very close, and Aaron was actually going to go play with him at UConn um, until he decided to go to Florida. So uh, I, something tells me this isn't the last time we're going to hear of DJ Hernandez, unfortunately, but hopefully he can get some help. That, that's what you got to hope for more than anything is that we get this guy in front of the right professionals that can give him the help that he needs. Uh, this thing is headed in the wrong direction. As you just heard, a lot of incidences have come up regarding DJ and they're snowballing and they're getting worse. Throwing a brick at ESPN is one thing. Plotting a school shooting is an entirely different thing. I mean, Ed, you just said it. When he got arrested, he was saying, please shoot me. That, that's got to be a smoking gun right there. Forgive the expression. Uh, to, to, to signal that we, we need to get this guy some help. We got to figure out this situation and prevent something before it escalates. Lucas, you're right. I mean, look at what happened with his brother. That is exactly where we need this not to go. And someone might have to interfere here to prevent this from happening. I, I don't know what this young man's future is going to look like going forward, but we, we can probably put a, a couple of guesses together based off of what we've seen thus far. Fellas, we all know Jokic doesn't party, right? We know he doesn't celebrate, he doesn't go ham. We all know this, right? Well, actually, maybe not. Edward, what happened? <laughs> yeah, to your point, remember when he won the NBA championship and he was like, can I just go home now? Well, it turns out what he really is passionate about is horse racing because after one of his horses won and he got a big trophy, he uh, kind of lost his mind. Take a look at this video, it's crazy.
vibes are off the charts. Jeez. <laughs> you know, Jokic is one of those guys who, like, he can do anything, and it's, like, funny. Like, it's not even on purpose. Like, the guy is just enjoying himself in Serbia, you know, doing his horse stuff, and he's just so funny, everything that he does. And it's so nice to see him, you know, continuing to win. This has been one heck of a, a 2023 for him, but shout out to uh, the horse, shout out to Jokic. You know, put a smile on my face for sure. Guys, remember way back when, when I said that Joker doesn't celebrate or party? Um, I was right. <laughs> I was right. Watching this clip, if Joker ever threw a party, I think I would skip it. It probably would be the most boring party ever. I'm not hating on the guy as a person. I love him as a player, uh, probably the best player in the NBA right now. Just won a title to prove it. You, like you said, the winning continues. But when it comes to throwing down, I'm trying to think of any athlete in any sport of any time period that is worse at it than Joker, and I just can't think of one. Can you guys think of anybody that, that's worse at this? Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great answer. All right, fellas, that will do it for us today on TMZ Sports with the triumvirate of Lucas Whitman, Edward Lewis, and Mojo Mutati. Michael Babcock, still not here tomorrow, so you'll get us right back bringing more energy than Jokic ever could where tomorrow will be the, the best, best show, show since today. today. But they're getting better at that.